they're like, I just want to talk to you. I'm lonely. This guy is a good singer. He's got a good voice. He's got a fantastic voice. Oh, and patience. Just a moment, please. I like this because now I can hear the phone. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> faintly. It's like I'm in there. It's like I'm in the phone call with you. Here, I'll, I'll make it a oh Jesus, yes. community situation. This is like almost a sting song, I think, but it's not quite. Who, who still makes this kind of music? Thank you for holding. It's a great question. We sincerely appreciate your patience. Please stay on the line and we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> who, who grows up and it's like, you know what I really want to make? Hold music. Yeah, for real. I think that's something you just get pushed into, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, like all yeah, your other prospects have kind of dried up. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh. Ben had this roommate for a while and he was producing a song um, that he was uh, for a commercial that he was trying to sell. He ended up selling it to Pepsi or something for like 15,000 bucks or something. Right? Oh, shit. But we had to because he was living in the place. We had to listen Thank to him holding. make we'll that song. Just listening to it over and, and over like, like on full blast every day for like six months. Like the same fucking oh my God, no. poppy hook. Yeah, it was so bad. But 15,000? Shit. I wouldn't have done it. It wasn't worth it to me. I still have that song stuck in my head sometimes. <laughs> then it was effective. Oh. <laughs> I need soul in my music, you know? Like this this beautiful guitar playing right now. Right? And this banger-ass piano melody right here. Thank you for waiting. Your patience is appreciated. Please hold the line and we'll be right back with you. I felt right. that. She, so sincere. Uh, I was know, like, the sincerity was off the fucking mark, man. Off the fucking chart. We're going to have to rank hold music now. <laughs> who's, got um, the, who's got the best hold music? If you've ever been on hold with UPS. Hey, you were telling me about that. It's the worst. It's the worst. By far the worst hold music I've ever heard in my life. Thank you for holding. We sincerely appreciate your patience. Please stay on the line, and we'll be back in a moment. Well, how many moments is a moment? Yeah, their their use of moment is problematic. Because I've already, I feel like I've already been on hold for at least a moment. How many moments? I think of moment. I think of minute. Yeah. I'd say that's accurate. James. All right. Thanks, James. James is doing his best, you know. Did you offer him a, a, a complimentary eight ball? Uh, if he oh, I you. didn't even think about that, actually. Yeah, that's uh, cocaine incentivizes people. You'd be surprised. I can, didn't even think about it. God Bro. damn it. Bro.
Bro. Why didn't I think about it? Are you incepted? Have you been incepted? Yes. Um, I watched The Sound of Metal. Have you watched that movie? No. Oh, the one about the deaf guy? Yeah. Well, he, he wasn't deaf, and then he becomes deaf. Right. Uh, and I don't mean deaf jam. I mean... Well, then what do you mean? You should watch it, though. It's good. I know. It looks really good. It's funny, because they... And I was... Invincible is also really good in there. Fuck yeah. Invincible is amazing. I just started it. So, uh, Raza Aslan, is that his fucking name? The guy who plays the deaf guy? Oh, no. Uh, Riz Ahmed. I don't know what the hell I was saying. Yeah, he was a, he was a rapper. He rapped oh, in, shit. Are you serious? Yeah, he raps in Sweatshop Boys. What's up, man? You smoking on that floor or that phone? You could take that off. In the sauna. God damn. Which I think is him and Heems from Doss Races. Oh, he was in fucking Venom. <laughs> okay. And he did learn drums and sign language. God damn. He's a hell of a good drummer in that movie. I mean, well, I take that back. Yeah, don't ever say that again. Don't you say that. Don't you ever say that. Stay here. Stay as long as you can. For the love of God. He plays it really well. You should watch the movie. I'm definitely going to watch that shit at some point in my life. Yeah. And then right after that, I watched uh, No Remorse, also on Amazon with uh, Michael B. Jordan. It's based off a Tom Clancy movie. Oh, God. (laughs) It was super poorly written. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, it's I'm I'm very thankful for marketing and promotional material because I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but 99% of the time I can tell like this movie is going to be fucking bad by the way it's it's marketed. But uh at what point you're like this is bad but I'm going to watch it anyway. Yes, oh, I definitely do that all the time. What what like what's an example of that? Whose hot dog is this? Huh? Is it yours? Actually, no remorse is on the fucking brink of being that kind of movie, you know? Uh, you don't have to pay atten- too much attention to it, and you can pick up a lot of it. And Oh, Gemini Man. That's a movie that immediately looks fucking stupid and bad, but I want to watch it. Will Definitely. Smith? Yeah, I saw it, actually. Is that Will and Smith it's... versus Will Smith? Yes. I, I can't. I hate those type of movies. Oh, it's bad. It's 100% horrible. It's, Why don't you bring in another actor? It's Uncanny Valley Central and... Uh, just really stupid sophomoric fucking he's like basically a superhero it, it doesn't make any sense like the action doesn't make any sense it's not physically possible it's not supposed to be the story is kind of like wait what excuse me it's stupid it's really bad but i love it you mean like a phenomenon with john travolta well how would you like that how about alphabetical Aardvark, baboon, caribou, dolphin, eohippus, fox, gorilla, hyena, ibex, jackal, kangaroo, lion, marmoset, Newfoundland, ocelot, panda, rat, sloth, tiger, unicorn, varmint, whale, yak, zebra. Now, varmint is a stretch, so is Newfoundland. That's a dog breed. Unicorn is mythical, eohippus is prehistoric, but you aren't being very specific now, were you, Bob? <laughs> See, I still haven't seen that movie, actually, oh, to be honest. We're going to have to do some John Travolta homework. <laughs> we might just have to, like, start a mystery science theater or whatever but with just john travolta movies 
<laughs> no, no, I did see that movie. Never mind. Kind did you, of. Did you see Michael? Because Michael and Phenomenon came out about the same time and are almost the same movie. I always get them mixed up. And you know what else it reminds me of? Hardcore is powder. It's become appallingly clear that our technology has surpassed our humanity. Albert Einstein. I look at you and I, I think that someday our humanity might actually surpass our technology. What's that one? That's the one where the kid is, his mom is struck by lightning right before he's born. Oh yeah. And then he's mm-hmm. like magic. That movie is really fucking stupid and bad. Uh, but I loved it at the time. But anyway, but it, it just reminds me of that a lot, actually. We should probably do the the Hollywood face-off. You know, we could do that as a segment where it's like, you know how Hollywood always releases the two movies at the same time? Totally, yes. So you got like, be like Dante's Peak versus Volcano. Yeah. Then we, 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 you know, we establish which one's the best. And then it'd be like, cliffhanger versus vertical impact (laughs) (laughs) oh and deep impact versus what's the other one fucking oh my god armageddon yes deep impact and armageddon Uh, (laughs) they do it there's also anaconda versus um there was like some like maybe a shark movie that came out at the same time it was like very similar uh deep blue sea came out around the same time i feel like with LL Cool J. Well, there was and also two different shark movies because one had LL Cool J and one had Sam Jackson or something. Or they might have both been in the same one because LL Cool J came out with Deep Blue Sea, right? And then Ice Cube was in Anaconda. So that would make sense if they were like head to head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had, the rapper, right. you had the rapper turned actor there. That was what Ice, oh, Ice Cube was. Dude, there were a bunch of fucking shark movies. Dude, there's a lot of shark movies. Jaws oh, is really God. good. If you go back and watch Jaws, it still holds up. Shit is oh, yeah, good. for sure. You know, I haven't gone back to watch it, but I definitely... Oh, like, it's so well shot. Do you have, like, a 4K TV or anything? Um, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's standard now. But it's there's some movies that are you don't really want to go back and watch in 4K, you know? But then there are some movies that you do. And movies that you do want to watch specifically, I would say Jaws. And I would also say uh, uh, The Thing by John Carpenter. Maybe we should. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude, get the, the HD version of that. It is so fucking dope. And you think that like, oh, you know, it's the 80s, whatever. John Carpenter didn't like do that good. You know, they're, you're going to be able to tell the, the, the crappiness of the special effects. And it's like in 4K and it's almost more terrifying. Oh fuck yeah, dude! It's well, that John guy Carpenter's who does the effects on that is just like next fucking level. It's probably John Carpenter. I mean, he he fucking scored that movie. You know what I mean? He scored right. Halloween. Like, right? We're talking about we're talking about a multifaceted escape uh, from L.A. Exactly. <laughs> so let's just say right here. Okay. Oh, by the way, I just want to say real quick, John Carpenter, ex a perfect example of what we were talking about. An excellent director. Escape from LA is a fucking ridiculous movie and it's not good. Oh, he, he he's an excellent director, but he also has bad movies. But also <laughs> at the same time, all of his bad movies have a lot of really good aspects to them. Like, I mean, between Halloween, The Thing and They Live, those are like three absolutely amazing movies. He's like- Dude, I want to go back to They Live because man, oh, I haven't seen that in fucking forever. 
I had never seen it. And Wiz was like, you've never seen this? I was like, no. He's like, all right, we're renting it now. It's like, okay. Oh, they live. Oh, never mind. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, that movie's fucking classic. Classic. No. Um, yeah, I was thinking of some other shit. Is Kevin back in New York? Yeah. That dude. Yep. He's, just li- he's just living the good life. I don't even know how he does it. He's just doing it. He's just doing it. He's he manifesting it? it. Is he doing it, doing it, and doing it well? Yes, actually. Does she say you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it well, or you're doing it wow? I'm pretty sure well. I always, I always want to do, you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it wow. <laughs> wow. It's just like, yeah, not that you're enthusiastic. Doing it. Wow. You're doing it. You're wow. doing it. Wow. 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 Now she's being grammatically correct. Uh, what's your take on LL Cool J? Um, I think LL Cool J, first off, as a musician. Well, I think he's, as a musician, I think he's a good musician. I think he's a, he's got a lot of chops. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? And he is very savvy as far as like what moves to make also just on like are you including the, the song accidental racist that he did and i think you wish i wasn't here if you don't judge my new rap i won't judge a red flag <laughs> is this a new one or an old one i mean it's probably close to 10 years ago but uh, it's i did Ac- not hear this one oh yeah, so LL Cool J, while starting out, you know, has one of my favorite albums in Bad, but you know, oh, let's see if the internet scrubbed it. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's so it's Brad Paisley featuring LL Cool J. What? <laughs> in the song, Paisley discusses wearing a shirt depicting the Confederate flag simply as a symbol. Yeah, I'm just a Skinnerd fan, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the elephant in the corner of the South. Have you ever heard the story about? So I, I always do Skinner. Skinner. Skinner was a super fucked up, super racist, whatever. Right? Do you ever hear the story? Oh, about, was he? Uh, well, the Leonard Skinner uh, dudes were were all pretty fucking racist. Yeah, they're. Oh, they're I didn't know that. Oh, they were pieces of shit. Made some uh, good music. That's why. Uh, what was the guitarist name of Leonard Skinner? The dude who did Freebird, whatever. Right? You know. So that dude, he's in a studio, you know, and someone handed him a guitar. He's in a famous studio. I can't remember what the studio is. And someone hands him a guitar and he's like, oh, this is a really nice guitar. And he's looking at it, you know, and he starts playing it, you know, and he's just like in awe of this just nice instrument, right? Yeah. And then someone's like, yeah, that's Jimi Hendrix's guitar. And he drops it on the ground. Just, just oh my like, God. Just like, just like that. Just like, like, you know, like, what am I touching? And said, don't you ever hand me an N-Words guitar. Jesus, dude. Yeah. So you want to talk about some, you know, some shit right there. I mean, that is some full-blown racism. That That's like next level racism. Because you yes. can't even admit that like a dude with darker complexion is a good musician. That's extreme. No, the fact that there are other people in the room that didn't just beat the shit out of him at that moment. Like, they're, yeah. all, they're, all, they're all culpable. Well, when you like think about what's that guy's name he's like a record producer from the 70s and 60s and 50s really super crazy hair it's not don king is it <laughs> don king. <laughs> yeah phil specter that guy was insane 
and he was pulling out guns on people and like doing all sorts of crazy shit. Nobody did anything. I feel like at a certain point in history, if you're a musician that made like a hit or two, you could kind of do whatever you wanted as long as there was another hit on the horizon somewhere. Yeah, the, uh, the hit on the horizon would be uh, me slapping him in the face repeatedly while I held him by the shirt collar. Yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah, that'd be that's, great. that's the hit on the horizon for me. Damn, this song is wild, man. I'm reading the lyrics and it is pretty crazy. What, Accidental Racist? Yeah. Our generation didn't start this nation and we're still paying for the mistakes. That's a, that a bunch of folks uh, made long before we came and caught somewhere between Southern pride and Southern blame. It's like, bro, wow. Yeah, but you guys are still racist and you're still treating people like shit and you're still denying the fact that systemic <laughs> racism happens. Right. So you're saying that, yeah, you're not culpable, but at the same time, you're fucking participating in it. So I like, know. Shut the ass up. <laughs> For real, dude. What is Dear Mr. Shit? White Man, I wish you understood what the world is really like when you're living in the hood. <laughs> it's just the wildest superficial take on racism. So how... Okay, I'm going to reframe the question once again. <clears throat> I'm not even reframe. I'm just going to re-ask it. What's your take on LL Cool J as an artist? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's see. This is how I really <laughs> feel. I feel like LL Cool J, in my opinion, is one of the corniest rappers. You know what I mean? Because when I came into like listening to him, he was already doing like, hey, girl. You know, that kind of shit. Yeah, but he was, he was doing that in 88, though. I mean, that's true. And the fucking romance songs he did in the 80s were so corny. But he's an incredibly talented individual. And there are a lot of songs that he did that I actually really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of... And then also he's like been in some pretty cool movies. Grab hold of a hot pan. A second can seem like an hour. Put your hands on a hot woman. An hour can seem like a second. And he's epically buff. He's uh, large. So yeah, first album, you know, he was like 15 or 16 when he was recording it or when it was released or whatever with Rick Rubin. And he's all in that bad boy, like braggadocio tip. And then second album comes out. It's bigger and deafer bad, right? And then every song on it is once again, braggadocio, fucking knock you out the park, just fucking hardcore uh, on some run DMC shit. But then he slips in this one song. I need love and fucking changed right. rap forever. I need changed love. Changed rap forever because dudes were taken home right. bigger and deafer and they were all stoked, but then their girls were like, what's this song? I know, and then they're like, I gotta see what this guy looks like. And then they're like, oh yeah, my well then, God. And so it started out LL as the whole sex icon thing. And then, you know, eventually, you know, when we were really conscious of the music scene and stuff, he was like, full-on sex icon i'm wearing like brett baggy pants and fucking like the joker hat shirtless at, at uh, mtv spring break and stuff you know <laughs> so like he yeah. I, he saw the money and he grabbed it but it was instant interesting his like transition people would say he sold out but i mean i put i need love as one of the most fucking uh influential hip-hop songs ever i mean as far yeah. as, as far as like you wouldn't have a drake Without without uh fucking LL Cool J, you wouldn't have a lot of the emotional aspects of hip hop, you know. And it, do you think PM Dawn would exist had it not been for I Need Love? Yeah, 
by far the softest rap group that's ever that existed. song goes so hard though at the same time <laughs> what is that sample again that it's like fucking it's like boy it's george or something Club. i think that's right it's so oh good. yeah 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 whoops it's not culture club it's spandau ballet i failed i was just like <laughs> you hear that song and you're just like i know this much is true dude what boy george gained like hell of fucking weight at some point it's probably drugs you know it's either probably. it's either sobriety post drugs or drugs Boy or George. You, sometimes you just, you know, you know. Are you talking? <laughs> I look at a piece of cake and I gain five pounds. Bad guy in little gold. Yeah. So, look at you, Mr. Skinny over here. Yeah. yeah. Because I only eat salads. That's not true. I've seen you, seen you eat know. things that aren't salads. <laughs> Call me out on the podcast. Call me out. I'm keeping this image of this lean, mean, veggie eating machine. I only eat kale. Stop. It's bad rap. Kale's delicious. Kale is fucking the best green. I'm not going to lie to you. Arugula. Arugula is good at moments. I say frizzy. Yeah. I say frizzy. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, you might have to look it up, but if you get like a, a green salad at a restaurant, you know, like a spring salad or something like that, you'll probably get some frise in there. A frise. Some frise. And it's a very like spider webby almost. And it kind of has like a little bit of a bitter taste. Weird. You never see it used. Like arugula can go good on a sandwich. Like you can have an arug- like arugula on a sandwich. And if it's paired correctly, you can make pesto out of arugula. True. You know, arugula is pretty versatile. Yeah. I will say anytime it's in a salad or or by itself, it's like, oh. I mean, you're not trying to just eat arugula on its own. You're not? Why not? Because it's bitter. I mean, that's what you're saying. You're bitter. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's because I've had such a hard life. I'm dying here. Puget Sound. <laughs> I haven't been there in so long. It's too loud. New from the sugar booger brand, cocaine eye drops. Are you tired? Do you have collapsed nostrils from snorting too much cocaine? No. The new solution is this cocaine solution that you can drop into your eyeball at any time, any place, anywhere. Just tilt back, squirt one in your eye, and you're back on track. Ready to party and do everything you've always wanted to do but never had the energy for. Sugar Booger brand cocaine eye drops. And great for infants and small children. We got to do the 10 worst movies from each decade. Yep. Perfect. Yep. 10 worst movies from each decade? Yeah, we'll start with the 90s because White Man's Burden, you know, because that's that's where this all started. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's up there. Wow. Um. I'm actually going to look this up. And the 90s was just 
full of horrible movies. There's so many options. I mean, are we now we're only doing like studio movies, right? Because you could go like self-released movies that are awful. Yeah. It has to be at least commonly, you know. Yeah. So this this uh I have a list right here, okay? Um it's just 20 and we're going to skip the first 10. So number 10 is Waterworld. <laughs> it, it, this is what okay. it says. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, number nine is Cool as Ice. I would actually say that that's probably up there. That's the Vanilla oh, okay. Ice movie, if you've never seen it. I have never seen that. Go find that. That is amazing. Um, Biodome. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so bad. It says it's number eight. Oh, bro. Chairman of the Board. Do you remember that fucking movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, carrot top in sort of like a peewee herman style movie where he's like a wacky inventor mm -hmm. and then he like somehow inherits partial ownership of a company his dad ran or some bullshit like that it is so awful i remember that shit man terrible number seven is troll two oh yes bro but you can't even put that on the worst movies because it's so good it's so good. Some of these are, you know, I, I have a soft spot for it. Number six on this list is Kazam. I am Kazam. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Number five is Godzilla. Is that the name of it? It's not Shazam. It's Kazam. That's the Shaq one. Yeah. Holy shit. I thought it was Shazam. Anyway. Number four is Star Wars Episode One. Uh, yeah. Okay. That was in the 90s. Wow. Right. Yeah, 99. Yeah. Um, Number three was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, you gonna put that on there? No, I'm, I'm not. That's what this is. That's what this is. Oh, this is a thing you're reading. Okay, I thought this was, you compiled it, but yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, some of these are, <laughs> would be on my list, though. Battlefield Earth is number two. Oh, fuck yeah. There's John Travolta, baby. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And then the worst one on this list is Batman and Robin, which. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I was just looking at that same movie on this list. It's, it's bad, but bad. I still wouldn't put it at number one. I mean, Spice World might be worse. Mortal Kombat Annihilation's definitely worse. Ooh, that's so bad, bro. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, that's pretty bad. It's Sp bad, but Speed I like it. Speed 2. Speed. Speed 2, two. yeah. That's with the boat. Yeah. Yes. They're in the yeah. fucking yacht. Cool as ice. Here we go. So what is it though? Oh, vanilla ice, right? Okay. Yeah. You should yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, it's a remake of the wild one? Get the fuck out of here. Why? There's this scene where, you know, vanilla ice is trying to court this girl and she's, you know, rich white girl. She's on one side of the the white picket fence. She's riding her horse on the horse track and then he's on his motorcycle, you know, <laughs> on, on the on the road. And he's uh -huh. just, you know, like on his super bike, he's, and he's all trying to be seductive. And then all of a sudden, it just shows him like jumping through the air over the fence, even though that would have been like impossible <laughs> to do. And, you know, fuck? and then making okay. her like skid to a halt on her horse because, you know, he's right in front of her, impeding her way. Is this like a, a way to like woo her? Oh, it's very woo. Hey, you okay? <laughs> Damn, what the hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? Nothing till now. Aw, oh, would I hurt you? That's uh, all right, I'll live. 
Yeah, you hit pretty good for a girl. <laughs> yeah? Well, coming from a big macho biker like yourself, I'll take that as a compliment. Oh, Consider me so romantic. Rude. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Dad was 1990. It looks like a movie that should have been out in like the 70s. Ghost Dad. Like, I can't believe that came out in the 90s. I thought that was such an old movie. That's so bad. It's so bad. I forgot about that one entirely. It doesn't even make sense. Stop or my mom will shoot. Oh, my God. I forgot that was a movie. You remember that movie? I'm going to throw my mom off the train or some shit. Jesus, no. <laughs> I do not. Just a movie throw mama that. from the train. That's what it's called. It's a little Jesus. less aggressive, but it's still aggressive. It's, still pretty it's aggressive. Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal. And oh, wow. uh, I don't know if it was good, but. It was from the 90s in that same kind of vein of goofy comedies. Oh, Cool World? Oh, shit. Of course you don't get it because you're a wackadoo. That was the coolest bad movie, though. Like, it didn't make any sense, but it was still cool. Cool World. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, yep. Speed 2, yep. so bad. Oh, baby geniuses! Oh, that's so fucking bad. That was a horrible movie. Anytime you got a baby like moving their lips like they're talking like adults, it, it's really, really wrong. I had blocked that movie out of my head. And there was like three of them. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was the, the yeah. And it was followed by the sequel, uh, Super Babies, colon, Baby <laughs> Geniuses 2. That was in 2004. <laughs> why why five years later they were like i know what we need to do remember the fucking horrible movie that we made that didn't do well in the box office <laughs> jesus it's horrible yeah spawn is definitely up there in, as oh, spawn i wanted it to be so good and then i remembered getting it as a kid and like I think I was in like fourth grade maybe when it came out and god damn uh our friend's mom rented it for us and then we watched it even like that young I was like dude this is this is really bad yeah it's not even really a movie it's more of just like a collection of visuals that kind of pay homage to the comic mm -hmm. it's like a montage video of of random things that are vaguely spawnish it also came out at the absolute, like, lowest point of, whatchamacallit, uh... Are you talking? Special effects. There's a word that I can, I'm, I'm good at. Oh, man. Yeah, looking back on it now, it's like, I mean, it was like PS1 level graphics. Really bad. I mean, I'd rather play PS1 still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Freddy got fingered. Oh, that was the 90s? What? No, that's 2001. Oh, okay. I just passed it. Uh, glitter. Well, the 2000s has a cornucopia of horrible movies. Yeah, on. Master of Disguise was really bad. Oh, God. I what? forgot about that Geely, one. Geely, White Girls. Woof. There was Master of Disguise. Oh, my God, The Guru. Remember yeah. that? Holy good Lord. Yeah, that one killed his career for a bit, I feel like. Or it should have. It was egregious. It was truly egregious. There was nothing good about that movie whatsoever. If I were to give you cocaine, would you think it was good? Well, 
possible. Or the love guru. Is that what it was called? Oh, God. Yeah, the love guru. And that was like late 2000s, too. Unbelievable. How did they think that was going to work? It was pain. It was it was pain. And he was that's the thing about Mike Myers. He has like basically three characters, maybe two characters. And he tries to overextend himself by turning them into like 17 characters. And it's like, dude, this is just like a mixture of Dr. Evil and Goldfinger, which are essentially like kind of the same character. Do you think that or gold member? Gold gold mineral. I just recently watched I'm Married an Axe Murderer, and he's just doing fat bastard. Now Charlie tells me you're a bitcher. Yes, I am a butcher. Ah, do you link your own sausage? <laughs> Except skinny. <laughs> That's the thing is like, you watch a lot of those SNL characters or people, and then you watch their movies and you're like, hey, you're just doing that. You're just doing that again and again. And but sometimes again. that's what they want, though. You know. Are you gonna watch the new? Uh, uh, Are you talking? God damn, dude! <laughs> My, this is great podcasting. Oh, dude, we're good. <laughs> the thing that I can't remember. Holy shit! They're doing a new Austin Powers. Oh my fucking god! You're kidding me right now. So I never, I never saw a gold number. Jesus Christ. Uh, oh really oh I mean it's like it's bad but it's also very entertaining and it's got Beyonce in it yeah I mean but I could also see screenshots of Beyonce and also I think Beyonce looks better now than she did then I mean isn't that weird isn't that fucking crazy no I like uh, I'm not the biggest fan of like the adolescent like I don't know I like a more mature woman like I like I find women in their late 20s through their 40s to be the most attractive yeah you know and yeah it's just like i don't know that's that's my personal my whatever well it's like um sarah silverman she just like keeps getting more attractive as she ages mm-hmm. some people get like are, are naturally beautiful and it just like yeah they just age well i i have a good feeling that i'm just going to age like a nice bottle of cognac oh yeah baby uh, so I found a bottle of cognac from 1969 that was, oh! that was unopened, and I found it in California at my grandpa's house or my grandma's what? house after my grandfather passed away, and he was keeping it for a special occasion. So after he passed away, I, I drank that. <laughs> uh, drown your sorrows. Well, no, I mean I didn't just like drink it. I like savored that shit. It was fucking. Fuck amazing. yeah, it's it from 69. Yeah, unopened. Uh, I have a picture of it somewhere, but that's uh, nuts, dude. Yeah, I did it in his memory, you know, because he his thing was that he'd always have a a scotch at five o'clock. You know, it's five o'clock. Like, yeah, oh, scotch time. You know, go sit out on the porch. You know, because like he and uh, my grandma got a house right on uh, Monterey Bay, like overlooking the bay. Oh damn! They got the house. Yeah, they got the house in the seventies, and uh, they've they've been there. And it, you know, it was their vacation home for a while back when you could own multiple houses for, you know, making $20,000 a year or something like right. that. She's like, yeah, we'll pay 10000 for this one. We'll pay 10000 for this one. This is where we'll live. We'll work <laughs> here. We'll go there in the summers. It'll be nice. Yeah. But then, yeah, so, so they retired there. And so, you know, most of my 
uh, life, all of my, most of my memories with my grandparents are at that place. But yeah, my grandpa, at five o'clock, nope, get the scotch, go and sit on the porch, you know. Got your routine. That's what you do. Yeah. I'm going to go get some more coffee. Don't go anywhere. Uh, get me some. Okay, I'll get you some. I'll be right back. Okay. Do you need anything else? Uh, a little butt rub. A little butt massage. So do you let the cat outside? Uh, I'll go. Uh, uh, we'll hang out. So oh, is, I see. She, I wants, see. she wants me to come out with her. I see. And then I stand there uh, half nude. And she runs around in circles. <laughs> and just in case you're wondering, uh, it's not, I'm not, you know, I don't have a, I have a shirt on. I'm just Winnie the Poohing out there. You know? I don't remember thinking that through. Oh, got you. You're half nude that way. Yes. Not the other way. Yeah, it's, uh, <clears throat> I always have to clarify because people think that you're like, oh, you know, you're half nude. You know, you're just walking around shirtless. Like, no, Mm-mm. no, no you're Winnie the Pooh in it. I'm hanging. I'm hanging. You're out. Donald ducking it out. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had a poo party? <laughs> Where everybody just walks around without pants on. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> tops only. <laughs> uh, not yet, not yet. Planning. It's on it. uh, it's quite a bonding experience. Is all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, wow, there's just uh, you know, because no one's gonna look good with their, you know, just a little bit of scrotum peeking out under there. Yep. Uh, give everybody a big old bear hug while you're Winnie the Pooh in it. Give me that honey, baby. Yeah, you don't want to reach too high. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you get that off the uh, top of the refrigerator for me? Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Is so, that what you want? Yeah, the look back. <laughs> Is that what you want? You wanted to see my perineum? <laughs> perineum. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, Selena, I can't, I don't remember what the context was, but she was like watching a workout video or something and someone had the, the term of butter your perineum against the wall. Come again. It's just the most disturbing thought ever. Butter your perineum. Like, no. No, sir. I didn't like it. No. Slow We're margarine. not doing that. Just, <laughs> little margarine. Little, little mayonnaise. Get it nice and lubricated. Holy water-based lube. Ooh, that's a new thing. I like that. Only for married couples between a man and a woman. Of course. Um, no anal. Oh, you know, once in a while, my little kid, he gets really rambunctious. And I just, you know, I, I need to put him down, but he doesn't want to go down. And so the other option is, you know, you give him a little of the cocaine eye drops right into his little uh, eyes and he stays up and he's not going to go to bed for about eight hours. So you could take a nap and you could go to bed and you can get your rest because, you know, that baby's wide awake. You just put some, uh, you put a little YouTube in front of it, you know, and uh, the baby's distract. Well, the baby is engrossed for about eight hours like i said uh cocaine eye drops for your children uh available at connor's cocaine emporium uh located over by the long john silvers yeah. <laughs> and the ikea swedish meatball truck <laughs> scott stapp um is i just want to let you know 
he's going to play Frank Sinatra in an upcoming Dennis Quaid-led Ronald Reagan biopic. So, um, yeah. So Scott Stapp as Frank Sinatra. Um, it's a good. It's a good role for him. I think it makes sense. Um, he's going to kill it. Obviously, he's going to knock it out of the park. I mean, when I think of charisma, right. the, the number one artist I think of is yeah. Scott Stapp. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm like, who could, who could play Frank? You know, <laughs> who could play Italian yeah. Frank Sinatra? It's Scott Stapp you know, all day. It, it's, oh, oh, it's a guy from uh, Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> a, a white man from Gainesville, Florida. He could really capture the Italian nature sexually suave nature <laughs> of francis sinatra the only person i think that could do it if scott stab wasn't available which i mean, I mean clearly he is it's lucky they got him on a, honestly because he's a busy guy it's quite a stretch i mean um the only other guy i could <laughs> see doing it is chad kroger um he could possibly do it um best known as as chad kroger the, Lead vocalist and guitarist of Nickelback. Chad um, Kroger, best known as Chad Kroger. Yeah, I, I think Chad Kroger could do it, definitely. Um, but Scott Stapp, as a second choice, you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how he does. I, I believe in him. So I was doing my normal thing where I make fun of Yarl Rock, you know, Creed and yes. Nickelback and all that stuff. Of course. And I was chilling with uh, some dudes in my studio. And one of them was like, yo, dude, actually, uh, Chad Kroger's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He better be. Uh, well, yeah, my my buddy was doing. He was working on uh, one of the amazing Spider-Man soundtracks or something like that up in okay. up at Nickelback Studio in Canada. And Chad Kroger was apparently like a really good host and like really nice to everyone, and you know just had no reason to be, but just was. That's what's up. I mean, imagine if he was a big ass douchebag. You know I mean, what I mean? Dave like, Matthews. I have oh. ever, ever told you my uh, <laughs> my old roommate's Dave Matthews story. Uh, I don't know. You so, can tell me. Oh, dude, it's so good. So, <laughs> so yeah, he used to work at the Gorge. Um, and if you're familiar with being employed at the Gorge, it's like contract based, you know? Okay. Of course. So, uh, like you can be, you know, like a consistently contracted employee if you're good, you know, like you'll be recommended for people and stuff. And, 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 but you have to sign different contracts for each one, right? For each event. So if you're working at Sasquatch, there's certain parameters you have to, to operate around. You know, the Gorge has pretty much the same stuff that they do every time, but every now and then artists have writers, um, you know, demanding certain things or, or, or uh, you know, like certain areas to be off limits, et cetera, whatever, right? So you have to sign a contract and, you know, you could be fired for it. One of the things in the contract uh, when you have to work Dave Matthews weekend at the Gorge, because he does this weekend, like late August, early September every year or whatever. Who shows up to this shit, man? Dude, like, it sells out like every time. What? Yeah, I went once. I got a free ticket uh, when I was in high school. My friend was like, her and her dad were like, hey, we got tickets to the Dave Matthews show. Do you want to come? I was like, sure, whatever. You know, uh, I really wanted to see the opening band because I was into the, the opening band. And then we were late. But, you know, people were at the Dave Matthews thing. But point is, <clears throat> years later, living with Einstein, he's telling me about the contract that you have to sign to work the Dave Matthews shows. And one of the, the things that, uh, is you're not allowed to make eye contact with or try to communicate with Dave Matthews. Look at me, Harry. Where's my money? <laughs> In any way, shape, or form, right? Okay. And, and so, you know, 
they're just like, okay, that's cool, right? Whatever. And so he goes out on stage because he does this whole thing pretty much at every one of his shows where he like, you know, before the band comes out and stuff and there's that whole waiting period and everything's all set up, you know, he'll come out and he'll like check on the crowd and be like, hey guys, what's up? And everyone's like, <sighs> right? He's like, no, how's everyone doing tonight? You know, like I just ate a weed brownie and then everyone's like, <sighs> it's like hydroponic shit. <laughs> And folks start freaking out and stuff because you know Dave Matthews admitted to doing you know doing a little weed you know and so doing a all, little weed bro you know, everyone's all stoked right and then he goes back and then you know because that's like his hype up routine he goes back into his dressing room and like just starts snorting some coke come again oh my god what and <laughs> really yelling, and yeah yelling at like whoever's in the what? dressing room with him it was like I think it was his wife or whatever my buddy told me the story of. He was yelling? Yeah, he was like, yeah, he's doing coke and like angrily yelling at people. But he also had that whole thing where his uh, tour bus released all the shit on the people. Do you remember that? 14 years ago today, a Dave Matthews band tour bus dumped hundreds of pounds of human waste on more than 100 passengers floating in a cruise boat along the Chicago River under Kenzie Street. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So Dave Dave Matthews is, uh, you know. That that was a bummer, let's say. The initials of DMB stand for... Dave Matthews Band or Dick Move, bro. Dick Move, bro. <laughs> Dick Move, bro. Um, do you remember or have you ever heard of Youngster Gigi by any chance? No. Gigi Allen? <laughs> I mean, it might have been a... Youngster Gigi Allen? Uh, it might have been a, a like a, an homage to that. I don't know. But uh, this dude, Youngster Gigi, was like a, like a hardcore, like screamo kind of rapper from Seattle. And that made that would make sense actually, right? And uh, he always did some shocking ass shit all the time. But um, anyway, but he, I'm pretty sure it was him. He was doing this show at like this coffee shop, and fucking Dave Matthews showed up. Wow. Why would Dave Matthews show up? Good question. Did he want to see the music, or was he just there for the coffee? I think I don't know. Yeah, there's. I found a news story about this. About which? Yeah, it was at Victory Lounge. I don't know if you remember that place. It was on. Um, that sounds familiar. In like East Lake, okay. I think. Um, but uh, yeah, Youngster Gigi was doing this like punk show at Victory Lounge. It was right next to Lo-Fi, I think. I'm pretty sure it's that place. And uh, fucking Dave Matthews shows up and just chills in the back, drinks and watches the whole shit. That sounds horrible. Yeah, he was just chilling at a fucking. How would you feel if? Dave Matthews showed up at, at a Black Magic show. I really don't know. Like, it's hard to say, honestly. Who is an artist? Who's a celebrity that would show up at a Black Magic show that you'd be upset about? <laughs> that I'd be angry that they showed up? Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd just be like, what the hell are you doing here? Get out of here. What the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, I mean, if it was somebody like fucking... Um, Who's that douchebag? Um, Ted um, Nugent. If Ted Nugent oh, yeah. showed up to a Black Touché. Magic show, I'd be like, "Oh, what the fuck?" You know? Yeah. Same thing with the, the Leonard Skinner guitarist. If someone like that showed up, that was just a blatant racist, I'd be like, "Yeah, everyone, let's shame this man." Boo this man! No! <laughs> let's beat this fucking guy up, dude. I say um a lot. Apparently, that's that's uh, one of the things that I was noticing. Going back and listening to myself, I was like, oh, I say um, um a lot. Um, um so um 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 um
You should do a super um, cut of every time you say, um, 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 oh, um, um, like China, 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 China. Yeah. I think it'd be good. I pulled a quote out of the text that I was reading. It's about attraction. Okay. You know, in psychology. And the quote was, even infants who are only a year old prefer to look at faces that adults consider attractive rather than unattractive faces. Some ugly baby, huh? What did you say? I said uh, some snuggly baby. <laughs> what about your? What about if your mom is ugly? You know what I mean? Well, then she's not gonna love you. Can't she's be like, right. She's not gonna love you. This is according to this uh, this uh, Langlois, Ritter, Rogman, and Vaughn study of 1991. I was just like, wow. So uh, you're saying that if I'm ugly and I have a baby? Baby ain't gonna love me. It's gonna love my sister because she's pretty. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The hell is a fuck about you? <laughs> Who is this? That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is why I don't have kids. You're like, oh, this guy's ugly. Well, sorry, I'm ugly, kid. Jesus Christ. Sorry, little what Billy. Yeah, that ugly... makes sense. Why I have such drastic reactions from from babies, right? From babies, yeah. I do. I have the same thing. Yeah, they're like they either oh. love the shit out of me or they're terrified of me. Yeah. And also, I found out this shit about um, like a specific pheromone type that because uh, people give off essentially two different types of pheromones. And if you know your pheromone type, if I if I were still on Tinder or whatever, I'd be like, hey, girls, I'm like an MHC negative or whatever, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because apparently uh, your pheromone type depicts who like who you're attracted to. It's like, a, yeah, I've heard of that, you know, actually. Too. So uh, it's an opposites track thing, whereas like men's don't men don't really like have the same thing. Whereas uh, what really? Not, not as much, you know. Like uh, uh, women identify to the opposite pheromone. So like if they're like a positive, it's like a negative. Huh. Um, it, it's you know they did a, they did a bunch of tests and stuff on it. Like um, crazy, so, yeah. So they were talking about you know like the reasons that people fall in love, you know, and you know proximity is one of them. You know, obviously, because you're obviously. not going to fall, fall in love with someone you don't meet, you right. know, just because there's <laughs> 7 billion people in the world and you're going to meet like however many. So, you know, it has to be someone that you're going to come across, you know, that that's so proximity is a determining factor. And then the yeah. pheromone type can be in a term, determining factor as obviously because it was saying, you know, physical attractiveness or physical attraction isn't the only determining factor there, you know. <laughs> And then there's the whole, some people see the genetic theory behind it, where they're like, oh, this person wants to, to breed. And so they're, they're feeling it. True. They're feeling it. 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 What are the three best concerts that you have ever seen in Seattle? If I find the ones um fuck who was it some old school ass rapper at crocodile and it was fire there was so much like dancing and like there were like games and shit there were like lots of like uh crowd interactions that were super dope it was put on by two of zigzulu dude that was a phenomenal concert 
I was surprised. But you don't remember who it was, so put it back. I can't remember who it was, unfortunately, because my brain doesn't work. What about uh, other two? What are some other ones? Let me think about that, man. That's a good question. I've been to so many goddamn concerts over the years. They all like kind of like, you know, plus when you're a musician, it's like a concert just takes on this whole different vibe. You know what I mean? It's all logistics and like you're thinking about other shit. That'll ruin it. Oh, uh, Open Mike Eagle um, came again at the Crocodile. I've seen a lot of really good shows at the Crocodile. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, but Open Mike Eagle came and did the show at the Crocodile with Video Dave. Yeah. Um, and it was so fucking fire, dude. Video Dave was hilarious, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I saw... Um, Who's the guy who does the song where it's like, sometimes um, I wish I was drug free sometimes. Who is that? Fuck. I'm so bad at everything right now. I concur. <laughs> R&B singer? Yeah, he's an R&B singer. Is it, Mac- is it Macklemore? Oh, yeah, it was Macklemore. Amazing. Um, Bilal. Yeah, I saw Bilal at the uh, uh, Nectar. Nectar Lounge. Okay. It was so fucking dope, dude. He did like mostly just an acoustic set with a, it was him and another like guitarist. And it was like, he had the whole fucking crowd. Like he had this connection with everybody. It was insane. It was so good. Yeah, it was great. Also, I saw uh, Neutral Milk Hotel uh, do um, Airplane Over the Sea at some, oh, the Paramount. And uh, I got to say, that was like a fucking really good album. Mm. He recreated the whole fucking album from start to finish, and nobody thought he would even do any shows again. So that was pretty cool. What about you, man? Can I can I go out on a limb here? Yeah, I don't like Jeff Magnum. Come again? I I know it's not uh, a very controversial Mangum stance. Not very many people do. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know about him. I don't know anything about him. I'm just I don't I really don't like his voice. Yeah, I think that's a lot of uh, people. Uh, for me, and plus Neutral Milk Hotel because of the fan base has gotten a very bad rap. Very hip. Very hipster. Uh, yeah, for me, the two that I can think of off. Oh yeah, the three concerts actually, all hip hop concerts. So I have a lot. Some of my favorite concerts oh, that weren't. I want to fucking say really oh. quick. My bad. I saw Flying Lotus. I forgot because I was mm. high on Molly at the time and mm. mushrooms. But holy shit, Flying Lotus! Uh, I saw last two years ago. Amazing. Anyway, go ahead. My bad. Uh, yeah, for me, Seattle concerts. No particular order. Uh, I will go through them in order of how or when they happened. Uh, Aesop Rock on the Nunshell Pass tour. I think it was maybe it was two thousand eight, right? But it was Aesop Rock, Black Moth, Super Rainbow, Rob Sonic, and DJ B- uh, Big Wiz, and that was at the Showbox Market. And Aesop fucking crushed it as can happen, but Black Moth Super Rainbow, I had never heard of before. I knew nothing about them. 
trippier, trippiest concerts I've ever been to. It was really fucking good. Caught me completely off guard. So that was definitely up there. Uh, next Black one, Moth Super Rainbow. Black Moth Super Rainbow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. If you've never heard of them, Dandelion Gum. Check that shit out. Yeah, it's I've never heard of them. Head Trip. Aesop Rock has some remixes of their stuff. Someone mashed some of their stuff up and did it like officially. Uh, yeah. The next concert was Numos. It was LP, Killer Mike, Mr. Motherfucking Esquire, and Despot. That sounds amazing. And it was the Cancer for Cure slash rap music tour. So it was right before Run the Jewels. And LP had like a full band with him and everything. And Killer Mike fucking crushed it. Despot crushed it. Esquire crushed it. It was hella dope. And then the third one, which is going to surprise you because of the venue, was El Corazon. Oh. And it was Earth Gang, which if you haven't oh, heard Oh, shit. Of, right? <laughs> they were, they were the, the number one group, the, the earliest the opener. Number two was Boz, that guy I told you in Shroom about. And number mm-hmm. three, the headliner was Absol. Oh, damn, bro. And that show was like, they, they definitely oversold it. Oh, look at that butthole. Look at that butthole. I see it. It's perfect. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's a gorgeous cat butthole. He squeaked. El Corazon. That show was like, they definitely oversold it. Fucking everyone was smoking. It was just one of the most most energetic lit. Literally lit. Oh, I'm dead, bro. I mean, if Earth Gang is fucking opening the show, that's gonna be it was before they were before they were too big uh but they were definitely good and they brought energy so but yeah it was earth gang boss absol that shit was yeah i bet i would have loved to have seen that show uh one time i was when i went to i went to coachella when i was in high school my senior year and uh did molly blacked out as i was watching the roots like just started to get that that wave of blackout, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like a hundred something degrees, and I was like, I have to go sit down, found some shade, and I was like sitting there for probably it felt like a couple hours, but you know, I watched the rest of the Roots show, didn't remember any of it, and the only thing I remember about Willie Nelson's concert because he was playing next, uh, was just like me being stoked that it was Willie Nelson. So I was just like, <laughs> I was I was like, this is like, it's a Willie. It's Willie. It's Willie, guys. Like, I don't remember anything about him. I just remember like one image of the, the big screen with Willie Nelson sitting on a, on the stage with his guitar and me just being like, it's Willie. And then I blacked out a bunch more. I remember a little bit of Peaches. Uh, Peaches played and Danny DeVito intro. Holy them. shit. Yeah. And what? Danny DeVito, what? He was, he opened or he introed for them because like at Coachella, celebrities will come out and be like all right the band the, you know the artist you see holy you shit know. dude yeah, Danny yeah. devito yeah and uh holy shit yeah it was pretty funny sucking on my titties like you wanted me calling me all the time that blondie check out my chrissy behind it's fine all of the time like sex on the beaches what else is in the teachers of peaches huh what but yeah, sucking on my pussy like you wanted me calling me, you know, seeing that shit live while high on Molly was was pretty, pretty, pretty rad. And then uh, Cut Chemist DJing, fucking hella good show. And then Rage later. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. 
rage against the machine. Did you hear me fart? I just farted. Uh, I smell it actually. It's it's oh, I'm sorry. It's tasty. Oh, good. <laughs> you know when you can taste the fart, you know, it, just, yeah. like, it sticks to the tongue a little bit. You're like, mm. <laughs> it's like thick in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, thick milky. Thick milky. Thick milky, baby. That's my yeah. one of my favorite quotes ever. Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, twenty forty nine. That's it. Thick milky. That's How's that, for that, that was painful. Yeah. Don't do that like it? Was that a fart? Was yeah. it good? Painful? I don't know. Uh, I can taste it. No. On my tongue. It's. The pleasure is just on the other side of the pain. If you just keep with it for just a moment. Just stick to your guns and you might enjoy yourself. Otherwise, you won't, and it's borderline rape. But, (laughs) (laughs) however, however, you might enjoy yourself. So, so Hash, tell me me something. Cocaine. What is this podcast? Tell me about it. Tell me about yourself right now. Cocaine. Is your name Connor? Because I thought it was Colin. Do you have the Emporium? I may or may not have a large import of Bolivian, Colombian, and Panamanian cocaines. That's beautiful. <clears throat> so, Connor, tell me about your uh, new store you're opening up here in uh, South Tuckwilla. <laughs> No, it'd be like uh, Western Washington, judging by your background, sir. We're hoping out of a shop here in La Push, Washington, because, you know, out on the coast, people really love cocaine. <laughs> it's true. Something about the coast just brings out the cocaine. Uh, North Bend <laughs> is where you're talking about. You're going to ah, open yes. up an emporium in North Bend. That's right. Welcome to North Bend, ladies and gentlemen. Cocaine capital, Washington, D.C. I mean, Washington State. I don't know where I am right now. It's been a long flight. Did I say flight? I'm at night. Y'all. Well, they rhyme, so same difference. It's the same difference. It's good. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, ruining Your Childhood. Yes. It's the name we of the podcast. It is about the pitfalls of nostalgia, right? Because that is what I'm fascinated in. Uh, concept of nostalgia being there where people sacrifice their standards for that's a bad uh, enunciation why would i enunciate that word um lower their standards for you know whatever a little bit of childhood yeah you know and to reclaim that that little feeling that you had when you were a kid of novelty which is so difficult as an adult to achieve. Uh, or it's very easy. One of the two. Or the know. exact opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I can crack a can of Coke. I could eat a McDonald's cheeseburger and I could feel like I'm eight years old and feel very happy again. But then, you know, I have to poop later or I have to deal with the sugar or, you know, the digestion or something like that. So, you know, you don't get to be a, I don't get to have an eight year old's digestion. Well, it's like when you revisit shit, uh, because like, E.T., I don't know why E.T., but whatever. E.T. was so fucking incredible as a child because I was new to film and 
the concept of aliens was a pretty brand new thing. Mm. And, uh, you know, Reese's Pieces looked really fucking magical on screen. It was um, a pretty good advertisement. It was. But now, as an adult, you know, aliens? Yeah, so what? So what? And uh, film? I've seen a bunch of them. You know, Reese's Pieces? They're okay. They're fine. They're not great. Uh, so you go back and watch E.T. because you want to feel those, like, brand new feelings of delight and wonder. It's just not there anymore, you know? You can kind of reconnect to that time a little bit, but yeah, it's just not going to be there. Not going to be the same. For me, nostalgia is more the the idea of E.T., you know? It's just, yeah, yep. You know, like, going back and, like, for certain media, it lo- like, it's tough where like the nostalgia will be like yeah i'm gonna go back and listen to that because like for me the idea of disturbed and and limp biscuit and a lot of those bands is is great you know and then i go back for the nostalgia papa roach yeah and it's like oh and it's trash yeah but still the idea of it's very good it makes you think about it but point is or like you were saying mcdonald's mcdonald's happy meals were the shit but now you get a Happy Meal and it's a really shitty burger and a really sugary drink and a little piece of shit plastic piece of trash. It's just, you know, the, the illusion is ruined. It's, it's over. Yeah, but we're also not, you know, eight years old. We don't believe in Santa or Santa Claus or whatever anymore. I was never a big Santa guy. Neither was I. Yeah. I was just, never a, a big Santa. On its face, it's an absurd claim. Come on. Oh, then you're just like, oh, it's just created by Coca-Cola. Right. Like they literally created the image. Yeah. No one wants to talk about that. This is a corporate image. Santa Claus is real. Yeah. I didn't believe in religion. Uh, no. You know, like my, my, my grandparents, parents, or my, more my grandma was like, hey, you're Jewish. And I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, no, but you are. And I'm like, no. Nah. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're going to go to Sunday <laughs> school and stuff. And I was like, cool. But like, and I'd just be like, why? And like, well, because because God said so. And then the rabbi pointed at you and said, "Apostate." Yeah. So I was I was never about that. The only one that didn't get a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah in my family. Well, because you're destined for Sheol. Yeah, and uh, so I'm not a man. You know, I'm still an adolescent boy. Um, so that <laughs> that stems into the uh, the whole nostalgia bit because I'm still just a boy trying to be a man that is a boy. He's uh, just a boy. Uh, I'm just a boy who was a man, sometimes a boy, or I'm, I'm a man who was a boy, sometimes a man, I think is, oh. I, think, I think it's the correct way to say it, you know? Oh, a man. Cause you know, I am who is a right. boy. Cause you know, right. I am right. Sometimes a man. Okay. Okay. So, so, gotcha. so, so, you know, I am a man, but I'm technically a boy. Right. But, but sometimes I act like a man. Right. But sometimes not all the time. Right. Cause you know, sometimes I'm very, uh, inferior <laughs> pre, pre, inferior pre, to what though <laughs> uh prepubescent i don't know you know yeah you haven't been bar mitzvahed man sorry uh and then adding together the, all that and then the mixture of you know my stepmom essentially robbing my adolescence away from me so i search for a feeling that i don't know if it would be there because i didn't get to experience that so that's mm. weird that's weird right uh, I just have a blip of, 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 a like, I don't have nostalgia for a certain period from like 2000, 
two to two thousand two thousand two on. You know. You said you don't have a nostalgia for that no, period? No, no. No, it dissipated. Do you have a nostalgia period in your life? Is it the nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah. Nineteen ninety-six. Gotcha. Ah. It was hot. Fucking liar liar or something. Uh came out. Nintendo sixty four coming out. Oh I fuck was, yeah. Ninety six, yeah. maybe ninety seven. Yeah, like ninety six, <laughs> ninety eight. Yeah, that shit was tight. That I had like, dope. you know, I had a family, you know. Even if oh. my even if my mom wasn't uh she was gone when I was six. So you know, okay. like ninety four or ninety five. Um, but you know, I still had like brothers and fucking grandparents and stuff like that. And then my stepmom came along and was like, So yeah, all your family's evil and you're not allowed to see your family anymore. Like, Jesus, oh. really? Yeah. And then she was like, Yeah, so all your friends suck and you can't be with your friends anymore. Oh yeah, you're you're gonna be changed schools because you can't be socialized with these people anymore. That's Jesus, just, man. Yeah. Was she was this a religiously fueled thing or what was no, this? No, she's about? A, she's this is an insane fueled thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, she is she's a narcissist or something. Yeah, there's levels of narcissism, sociopathy, uh a lot of things like that mixed with just childhood trauma and undiagnosed uh, mental disorders mm-hmm. uh, she's she's a hoarder um like she is um so my dad has a house in bellingham that you know when she got married to him that's where we lived and from 2001 when she got married and moved in to five years ago uh, they lived there right like 2015 2016 and now they don't live there and the house is so full that you can't access it mm right there are parts of the house you can access but there are rooms you just can't even go in because she's bought things and just piled things in there right and then the shit's just crazy so now the house sits unoccupied essentially full of stuff and now he's dealing with a bunch of stuff because the neighbors you know think the house is unoccupied so they're like fucking with the property and now he's trying to sue them and it all could have been dealt with if they would have just like dealt with the property but she's insane so she had to go to a noose place and so now that she's doing the same thing at, at the other spot, but re- realist, like, is that the other cat? That's yeah, that's Smugs. He's he's, being he's a like, where's my buddy? I know. Where's right? Cosmo. He oh. likes to walk around with a plushie in his mouth, mourning, yep. like crying out, crying out for the plushie's life. Come here! I killed it! Come I here. I killed it! Oh! I killed it! I. Killed my sale. <laughs> I killed my sale. There you go, buddy. Oh, that's a good He's boy. Okay. That's a good smushy. He's okay. He's, He's like, okay. I found you. Yeah. Every now and then, uh, <laughs> Nina will start like yelling, like she doesn't know where we are. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, hey, we're does right here. And she comes back. She's like, oh. Um, but anyway, where was I? Yeah. So your stepmom is fucking insane. Oh yeah, and. Or I should say, she obviously never dealt with her trauma, so she's oh, yeah. paying it forward to people who don't deserve it. Yeah, totally. Um, so she's she hoards, and also along with hoarding is like the only thing that she does to release endorphins is buy things, right, and put people down, right. So you know, um, when 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 I was a kid, you know, um, like if we were looking at my house that I that I lived in, the people to the left were just like an old couple that lived there. We had nothing against them. The old woman was my sister's like first grade teacher before she retired, right? It was like, you know, nice people. And then when my stepmom moved in, all of a sudden they were horrible. Right. 
right? And and then the other people were horrible. And then the people across the street were horrible. And then everybody's our, against our, her. Exactly. So, you know, she builds up these walls and she's like, you know, everyone sucks, blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, she shits the bed. So the only thing she does to uh, release endorphins is putting people down. She took my dad, puts my dad down all the time, has for 20 years, probably. Uh, and, uh, and buy things. So my dad has, you know, a job that he makes a good amount of money on, but he doesn't have any money to show for it whatsoever because she has his credit cards and uses them willy and he won't stand up to her. And so she buys whatever she wants, fills up houses with, you know, stuff that is junk, you know, going on the home shopping network and all that shit. So God, it sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I remember sitting there because she bought my dad a computer and set up my old bedroom as an office. Right. And she was like bragging to me and my stepbrother, her son, about like all the money she was spending on eBay because she just bought him a computer in this whole office. And then she was using the computer in the office to just go on eBay and buy fur coats for $30,000 a pop. Oh my and God. Just hella fucking fur coats, dude. And so, yeah, my dad's hella in debt for me. You know, I had to take the cat to the vet it was 4,000 bucks. You know, I like, didn't want to ask my dad for a little help, but I asked him for a little bit of help. And then he just like disappeared. You know, he's like, Oh, I could totally help you. And then he just disappears. Oh, and the God. fact of the matter is, you know, he probably it doesn't have the balls to say that he doesn't have the money because he's right. spineless because he lets his wife spend everything that he's had 10 years yeah. before he gets it. And, you know, right. now, now he has to work. He's like an indentured servant, you know, essentially. Yeah, it sounds like if he had to admit to you that he didn't have enough money, it would have to be this big conversation and admittance that he is making terrible life choices. <laughs> it would be a whole can of worms. Well, he knows he's making terrible life choices. I told him, I was like, hey, is it bad that I want her to die because I'd like a life with my father again? And he's like, no, that makes sense. So it's like, he's, he's you know, he gets it. You know, he still lives with her and hangs out with her every day. Man. But but that bitch needs to die. Um, so, yeah, she she sucks. So yeah, I missed out on a lot of media, you know, from 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 a certain period of time because I wasn't allowed to watch any movies or listen to any music. Uh, she like locked me in my bedroom, didn't let me eat uh, dinner with the family. You know, I had to eat dinner by myself. Jesus, uh, the man. only time I could leave the my bedroom was to go to the bathroom. And if she found me in any other part of the house, she'd like, you know, I'd be grounded for longer, even though I got grounded when I was 12 years old and I didn't get ungrounded ever. So like I'm 16 and I just fucking left because I was like, I'm not going to go home. Like at a certain point I realized it's like, I have legs. Like I'd rather fucking be homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And, and so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be homeless. And then my friend's families found out and they're like, you, you're not going to be homeless. You're, you're in high school. You're not going to drop out. Like what the fuck? And so, you know, I had people's friends, uh, you know, people's or friends of my family, families uh, offering me places to stay, couch surf for a while and then got my own apartment and uh, dealt drugs. <laughs> Solid plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it works. I mean, I, paid, I know I paid my rent for a good while, but it always does. Um, also did too many drugs, you know, cause I didn't have any boundaries yeah. and I'm, you know, 16 and a half, well, yeah, 16 and a half, 17 years old with my first apartment. And it became like a haven for all the drug dealers in the city. Of course. Yeah. Not all the drug dealers, but at least all the weed dealers and, and stuff like that. And, you know, just thinking back on it, I was like, Hey, I'm hella stupid. Like I should have been getting a cut of all the profits. So if they wanted to fucking deal at my house, you know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. I should have been making hella money off of all those people, but 
I was just too nice and excited to do drugs. You want to do some drugs? Let's do some drugs. You want to do some drugs? I got some drugs right here. You didn't have the uh, drug kingpin instincts or kingpin instincts, if you will. No, no, I, I, I didn't want to deal drugs. I'm not like a drug dealer. I just did it because I got to pay rent. Right. And, you know, at the time I wanted to smoke weed for free. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. So now we're doing a podcast so I can talk out my problems. It's cheaper than therapy. Yeah. Well, I did therapy and they're like, you know, you should just uh, do a podcast. You know, you should just smoke more meth. So my therapist told me. <laughs> She's like, I'm need telling to see you. Another therapist. She's like, no, I'm telling you, uh, meth, it's it's the cure-all. Okay. She's like, I've been doing it every day for 25 years. Yeah. I'm like sitting on the therapist chair, you know, at the lounge chair, you know, and she's just like pacing back and forth <laughs> with mm-hmm. the meth arm. You know, the mm-hmm. meth arm, right? Where mm-hmm. you see it and like you, mm-hmm. like I can't even do it properly because my elbow doesn't do that motion. No, you have to do meth to do that. Oh, dude. I, yeah, it's like you lose all just in one arm though. You're like trying to tell her your problems and she's digging through five plastic bags and like reorganizing things inside of each plastic bag. She's gone through a bag of cigarette butts, like <laughs> trying to trying to roll out all the tobacco that's left in it so she can roll her own. She's like taking on and taking off her jacket over and over again. Too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold. <laughs> She's got one shoe on. <laughs> Oh, that would be yeah. good. But yeah, uh, so a mixture of, you know, my problems and then, you know, other people having voice acting and, 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 and entertainment careers that I think could be promoted well through this. So, oh, yeah. You know, um, you know, what's a what would be a funny sketch potentially? No. As if somebody. Oh, no, I'm no, no, I was saying no, I don't know. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, oh. I could be wrong, but here it goes okay. uh so you got an actor and somebody gives him the, the advice through text message or something that he should try doing meth method acting and then so he goes on set and he's like tweaking out and they're like what are you what are you doing you're like i'm doing i'm doing meth acting meth you acting. said to do meth acting <laughs> meth- no method method acting it's misspelled you see, yeah you remember uh the fucking show arrested development method one oh. acting clinic <laughs> no i don't remember that but oh yeah Tobi- <laughs> yeah tobias goes to the method one acting clinic but it's really a methadone clinic <laughs> and they just give him methadone and he's like he thinks that people are like acting like and stuff but they're all just heroin addicts coming off of heroin and opiates <laughs> it's yeah he's just so thick thick tobias funke Lord Fumke. Possibly the best character that may have ever come out of a sitcom. I blew myself. <laughs> Do you not hear the way that you say things? <laughs> I just love that shit. Daddy needs to get his rocks off. I just love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got the quotes. It's pain. Absolute pain. It's fantabulous. All right, man. I probably should take off. Okay. Keep me in the loop. No worries if you don't. All right, man. Uh, just remember well, to sm- smoke lots of meth. Uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think that will help the uh, side effects. So, it'll help everything. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Mike. You too. Peace. Peace.